on today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast. Sometimes Twitter advice is gold. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 19 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Groshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Sunday? No, not Sunday. Wednesday hey. evening. <laughs> I, I'm doing well. I was about to say, shoot, I, I, I get my fancy line upset. Um, I was about to panic. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I, even though it is 5.50 Eastern Standard Time, I'm looking out my window and it is completely pitch black. I can't see a single thing. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of that. But I am doing all right overall. How are you? Uh, I'm okay, and I agree. This, this, what is it? Daylight savings, or is it the other one? Daylight savings. Okay. I don't know what other one you're talking about, to be honest. Well, because one you go forward, one you go back. They're both daylight savings time. How does that work? They're two different things. Yeah, I know. Okay, they, well, well cl- clocks they, they, went they, back. It's fine. It, it, it should be daylight saving times and daylight giving time, since you know that's yeah. you know that. I, I okay. You know what? If we're in for this, if we're gonna keep doing this stupid thing, I'm I'm all for the name change. Exactly. Clocks went back. Right. Yep. Yes. Uh, not not a huge fan of it because everyone's like, oh, you get an extra hour. Well, some people are idiots and they stay up till when the clock turns, and then they still wake up like five hours after they go to sleep. So you know, when you're an idiot like that, like I am then you don't get that extra hour, and now you're just depressed because at 6 o'clock, it's pitch black. I hate it. Yeah, I know. It's The the, the one thing I do like about it is, you know, just like a couple weeks ago, my drive to the rink every morning was just – it was dark. Uh, you know, by the time I got there, there's maybe a 3% chance I'd actually be able to see the lines in the parking lot because they're so, like, discolored and it was so dark. Where now it's, like, by the time I get there, it's just it's bright as day or clear as day, just bright, and it's, it's, it's great. So that's the one advantage, I'm going to say. But that's only going to last for another, what, like, week? Yeah. I, I'm not a fan. And um, uh, what I am a fan of, though, is today it was snowing again down here in Indianapolis and love the snow. Agreed. Like, perfect. And I was talking to people at work about it's time to listen to Christmas music. And they're like, it, the <sighs> snow's not even on the ground anymore. And I'm just like, look out the window. And it was falling. And, oh, man, that's so sweet. I love it. It's not Christmas music time, Mike. I'm sorry. It absolutely is. I will say, though, uh, I do a lot of music and podcast listening at work. Um can't listen to Christmas music at work because that'll just ruin it. You know, eight hours of straight Christmas oh. music with a bunch of like stress of the workday going through. Yeah, no, not gonna, not gonna happen. I'm not gonna ruin Christmas music for myself. So I'll listen to it on the way to work, on the way out of work, but I will not listen to it when I'm actually in work. I, I kept forgetting my sentence, so I keep jumping in on you, Jabber Jaws. But um, that, that, that's exactly why um. I would not be able to work in like a like a, like a retail store at the holiday season because if, if I had to, if I had to work you know say say I work at like Abercrombie and Fitch or, Fitch or something you know I I got to work an eight hour shift four days a week and I'm hearing freaking uh, Mariah Carey nineteen times a day I think I would have a a freaking meltdown 
I mean, to be fair, that'd only be the second worst thing at Abercrombie and Fitch. You'd also have to wear a gas mask because of That's, yeah. how much cologne and perfume they spray in there. But uh, anyways, let's get on to the hockey topic, eh? Let's do that hockey. Yeah, why not? Um, so we are going to be talking about our past two games. We want to go over that Washington game. We talked about the first one, and you guys have known the outcome for the Washington game for a little bit, but we do want to talk about you know the, the difference between the two games and how everything went down because we know the first game a little bit rowdy. We'll also be talking about the game against Dallas we had last night going over or two nights ago. Wait, no, it would be last night for us, two nights ago for you guys when you're listening. Um, then we're going to go into some previews and after the commercial break, talking about, uh, a, a top trade candidate right there out on the block. It's going to be, uh, a fun one to talk about. So Chase, let's hop right into the games. We'll start with Washington. Um, this was a much better performance from our boys as we actually took the win this time. Oh, for, yeah, for sure. It came out hot for first period goals. Love to see it. Uh, Nick Perbex, you know, talked about him episode two ago. He's been playing well, and he has to step up, kind of play a bigger role in this game. And I thought he did well. I ended up getting a goal. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see that he, he's showing some good promise and, you know, what he could be down the road. But big 6-3 win. Um, I know it was a little while ago, so you guys all, all I'm sure, are familiar with, with this game at this point. Maybe you've even already forgotten about it. But it, it was really a, a great game by Lightning. Efficient on special teams. Uh, the team was, was scoring. They, they, they played well. They, they did all the right things kind of limited the Caps offense. They you know, still scored three goals, but they weren't really generating a ton of opportunities outside of their goals. Uh, I thought it was a really nice game by Lightning. It was good to get back on track. Yeah, and by no means as chippy as the first game, but there was still a lot of roughness going on. I mean, the Caps 45 hits, the Lightning 39, and penalty minutes, although it wasn't at 79, it was still at 42, which is pretty high. So uh, still quite a chippy game, even though it didn't match up to the first but we like this result a lot better with us coming out on the win. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's always good to see a nice tilt. Um, you know, I, I, I love Patty Maroon. love what he does. You know, the, the guy is always just, just getting going. Um, I think he ended up having, no, no. So he, he had the one and P. Valmar had the other, but Matt Irwin had both for, for Washington. So, you know, two, two tilts in the game. Got, got to love seeing that Patty Maroon just being an absolute legend for this lightning team. Like always. Absolutely. Then we move on to the game against Dallas. Uh, this one went the distance, but coming out on top, our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, and kind of crazy. Um, as you alluded to it in, in the opening, somebody on Twitter t- tweeted that morning. Um, so it, it was Ray Fangio. So shout out to at Ray Fangio. Um, or Race Fangio. Excuse me. Score prediction tonight? Question mark. I say five four Bolton OT no shootout. Killer wins it. That was at seven thirty in the morning. Sure enough, that exact thing happened. I, I, I wish, wish I saw this. If, if, if I saw this at the time, I would be like, you know what? I, I'll, if I could parlay this all together for like fifty cents, I'll do it. It win a couple bucks. Well, exact score predictions always pay out pretty well. They, they're you know the a five four. Um, like that. That would probably be. If I had to guess, probably around the plus three thousand or so range to predict a game going to overtime, it's usually in in the plus you know five hundred or so range. So those right there, you parlay those, you're you're already going to get into the seven, eight, nine thousand. And then if you can get Killorn scoring the final goal in there too, I mean, like you, you have a you have a payday coming in. So if anybody saw that and decided to blindly bet it, I mean, you are a very rich person. Congrats to you. Um, I, I think what this has taught me is that I'm going to just scour Twitter every day. 
find everyone saying, this is what I'm betting tonight. This is what I'm predicting. And I'm, I'm, I'm just placing some money on it. See what happens for sure. And you got to follow Ray or what is, what was it? Race Fangio R A Y S F A N G A O. Yeah. You, you got to follow him because he's Nostradamus or something, or maybe it's beginner's luck and, and it's not going to happen from here on out. I mean, you might as well bet his next game just to see. Hold on. I, I, I would like to inform you of something else that race fan Geo did that he actually went viral for. Okay. He, in 2014, tweeted 2016 World Series, Cubs versus Indians, and the world will end with with a score tied in Game 7 extra innings. And guess what? I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Exactly what happened. So, if he tweets out anything obscure like this, just don't even think about it. Turn on his tweet notifications, bet him. Uh, he, He obviously... He's he's that's a raven or something like he knows what's going on. You know, I don't want to turn this into a conspiracy podcast. We talked about aliens, ghosts and demons in the last episode. If you missed that one, make sure to go check it out. But I mean, are we talking time travel here? What is this? It's a great question. I don't know. I, I, I need to become friends with them and, and, and just kind of kind of see what, what, what the thought process here is. I feel like he is either like one of the smartest time travelers in the case that he's not putting out like a bunch of crazy ones. Like obviously the world series, absolutely insane. But if you like predicted the super bowl every year, people would be onto him. So for sure to guess the world series, to guess, uh, you know, some random Tuesday night hockey game, like, you know, not, not much, but he's probably making some money off of it. Oh, he's, he's, I hope I hope he's betting because I mean, I, he doesn't need to work if 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 that's what he's betting. Like uh, right. if he knows all this, like he's fine. Heck yeah! All right, well let's talk talk about our upcoming games starting with Calgary. Calgary Flames uh, started pretty well, but they're on a little bit of a skid over their last ten, only picking up three dubs. What do we expect out of this Calgary team? Like it, it's a perfectly fine team. It it's not a roster that. Um, is completely dominant this year. When you look at it on paper, you know you think, oh, maybe they actually kind of improved from last year. They lose Johnny Gaudreau, that's tough. But you know they they brought in um, Jonathan Huberto. They they brought in Mackenzie Weger. Those are great additions. And you know they, they they've played well, but as a whole, the team just hasn't really quite gotten rolling. You know Jacob Markstrom is really not playing like himself. He's been one of the league's best goalies for quite some time. And it, it's just kind of not as year. So once he gets back on track, I think it's really going to help their case. Does it happen here? I don't know. I think there is a chance. I think he's going to come out and play well. He's definitely going to going to get the nod. It'd be very shocking if he didn't. So, you know, be, be, be ready for Jacob Marshall going out there battling. Um, I think it'll be a pretty tightly contested game. Hopefully we come out with the win. But if Marshall eventually you know gets back on track and it happens to start this game, it would not be surprising. Yeah, and I was shocked that Huberto only seven points through 12 games, but then I saw Nazim Kadri, their free agent acquisition, he's got 14 through 15, so he's continuing his hot pace from last year. But I got to say, Tampa, they've got a pretty good record against Jonathan Huberto, so I'm going to continue to stick with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Even though Huberto's not a part of little brother anymore, he's still not going to be able to feel what victory is against Tampa. Fair. And then finally, we'll talk about the game on Saturday, I believe, versus the Nashville Predators. The Predators not doing so hot. I mean, when you look at their last five games, Roman Yossi, three points. That's their leading scorer. Uh, Power play is absolutely atrocious, and their goals for absolutely atrocious. But they can fall back on their penalty kill, faceoff percentage, 
And then goals against is, uh, you know, middling. It's kind of another situation where uh, a team with a very good goalie, UC Charles has played very well in his young career, who is just isn't, you know, playing at a superstar level. Like he's facing a lot of shots and he's not stealing as many games for him this year. You know, he, he has played well in games. Like he still got a 907 save with a three on three goals against, but he's not saving them games like he did last year. And that's going to start happening eventually. Like any, any good goalie will eventually see other teams in games and it's going to happen again. It's going to be the same situation where for Jacob Markstrom, it could happen against the Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, I hope not. Hopefully it's another win for us, but it really wouldn't be surprising, especially, you know, with the talent that is on this roster is Roman Yossi still one of the league's most premier players. Uh, Philip, Philip Forsberg is a stud. Nino Niederreiter got seven goals on the year. Uh, it's, it's cool to see him play well after, you know, kind of slow start to his career. But it's not going to be an easy game by any means. It's it's a team that is struggling, but it's a team that has enough talent and enough will to really put up a good fight. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because I was looking up and down the roster. You got Duchesne with 13 points, Forsberg with 15, like you mentioned, Granlin 12, Ryan Johansson 10. I'm like, how are they one of the worst teams when it comes to power play and goals for? And then I'm looking, they have just no depth scoring whatsoever. Like they got their their top six guys or so, uh, including Roman Yossi, who's playing pretty well right now. But outside of that, everyone's sitting under five, even four points. It's been tough when it comes to the depth scoring over in Nashville. Yeah, one of the breakout guys last year, Tanner Janelle, only got four points on the year, three goals. That's a tough blow for them. Eli Tolvanen still isn't taking that next step, only at four points on the year. Uh, they're, they're, they're struggling a little bit. Ryan McDonald, they're you know, maybe hoping he can score a little more, five points for 16 games. Our, uh, you know, our, our, our old teammate, our old player, as Tampa fans will very much remember him, he's not off to the, the greatest start either. So, it, it it's very well, very well could click. It's a team that I expected to be a playoff team coming into the year. So, it should still be a solid game. Yeah, two games to watch out for, and I think I'm going Tampa in both. It's going to be exciting. Keep an eye on them, but we're going to go to a quick commercial break now. On the other side, talking about a big piece out there on the trade block. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% of a boost with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, the DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about that big name out there on the trade block. It is the San Jose Sharks' leading point scorer. Yeah, Eric Carlson, who we talked about him I don't know, a couple episodes ago at this point. 
he's been off to a, a hell of a start so far this season. He's playing really well. Um, you know, has first career hat trick. He's kind of the only reason San Jose Sharks are putting up a bunch of a fighting chance. It sounds like they're they're open to trading him. Um, he, he's got a very big cap hit. Um, he's not necessarily like being shopped around, but like they're 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 definitely um going to take trade calls on if teams are looking. So th- this big cap hit is really what the problem is. I really hope that San Jose does the right thing and, and does look for a trade partner or, or like at least listens to the trade partners like they say they're going to. What this entails, though, is a 50 percent salary cap retention is what's going to have to happen. I can't imagine a team is willing to do it for less, which that would mean I think it's from there like five or six years. They got to take five point seven five mil in the books. It's a big hit, but honestly, it's better than riding this contract, you know, up until it dies, because. Odds are he's not going to be playing at this level for another six years. So get what you can out of him. Send him to a team that might be looking. Send him to a contender. Send him to a team that has the cap space. It'll be better off for the Sharks in the long run. It'll help them maybe be positioned better to end up with a top pick in this year's draft class and kind of really help the rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get Eric Carlson off the team as quick as I can. Not because, you know, he's a bad player. He's playing fantastic. But when you look at his previous years in San Jose, he hasn't been the same player he was in Ottawa. So his first couple of years, he was sitting pretty close to that point-per-game tick, but in 2020-2021, only 22 points through 52 games. Last year, 35 through 50. He was dealing with injuries, obviously, in a lot of these seasons, but right now hitting 24 points in only 18 games. His trade value is higher than it's been in a long time, probably since he's actually landed on San Jose, and Mm -hmm. it's going to be the highest it'll be for quite some time, really, for the rest of his career. So uh, if I'm San Jose, I'm definitely trying to make moves here and get him elsewhere, gain all the acquisitions or all the the assets I can while I can. 100%. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I – I saw a, uh, a a news report you know, that's next next in our, our our section here that apparently the Ottawa Senators are um, going to be looking for a defenseman. They're they're looking to add one to kind of help them get over the hump. They're hoping to be a little bit better this year. They went out and signed Claude Giroux, trying to hopefully take those right steps. So maybe there's a reunion coming. I, I think it's a team that can make it work financially. I don't have you know the exact numbers in front of me, but I got to imagine that they're not in you know some complete cap hell. So. Who knows? Maybe they send a draft pick or two. Maybe they send a player or two, and they get Eric Carlson on the roster. That would be super cool. That would be super awesome. I would be so excited. Uh, that I, I love you know seeing those types of situations happen. Um, kind of get a, get a nice career end there where he you know probably should have finished his whole career anyway. Um, so that, that that would be cool. I really hope it happens. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a pass. <laughs> oh, what a nerd. I I feel like. Ottawa was in such a terrible position when him and Mark Stone were leaving that I just, I doubt that he wanted to come back when all that was going down. He was probably so thankful to get out of there. Uh, Maybe that's changed now, but Ottawa's sitting at five, nine and one. They're actually doing worse than San Jose is right now. Um, So I, I'd rather him go elsewhere. Okay, but 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 listen, 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 listen. He the Ottawa Senators are going to pick it up. He's going to go to Ottawa. They're going to play better. Ryan Reynolds is going to buy the team. He's going to rename them something super cool. They'll still have the Senators like third jerseys. So they can still throw it back, but they'll re, they'll rebrand them. They'll rename something cool. They'll play in a new arena. Eric Carlson will go on and win an MVP while they'll hit the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. Come on. Or 
even better. Not going to fit here. Sorry. He goes to Arizona. Oh, come on. And, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And that sparks the change for Arizona to rebrand, really relocate, and actually get a real freaking rank. Like, that'd be awesome if they could have, like, an NHL caliber rank. Like, imagine that. Wouldn't that be crazy? Now, what I said was significant. And then, and then Tampa still winning the cup. But what I said was still significantly more likely because Arizona's never going to have a, a real NHL rank or be competitive at the same time. Like those two things can't, can exist. I didn't, they're never, well, they're, they're never going to move Mike. I didn't That's say they were going to be competitive. So they're they, don't, move. they don't need to do it at the same time. Just, 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 just understand they're stuck there forever. Move on. Dude. It's so bad. Bring back the thrashers. Yes. hundred percent. All right. Let's talk about milestones. Now, John Tavares, 400th goal. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right, let's talk about milestones now. <laughs> we have the whole... it, it, it is it, it's 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 a cool it's a cool feat though. I, I, um, John Tavares has been a very good player and one of the more legendary junior players of all time. Played in the OHL for four years before he was draft eligible uh, because of his later birthday. Dominated at a young age. He's 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 a pretty cool um, study when you're when you're looking at hockey players. Uh, but congrats to him, super good player. And the Hall of Fame, we had the 2022 induction. Going to do a little preview on 2023 as well. Yeah, so um, as people remember, I believe it was it was basically just the Vancouver Canucks yep. um, that got inducted here. So the, the Sedin twins, Berto Wongo, um, were the headliners. Alfredson, Rika Salonen, and Herb Carnegie were also got in as well. So it, you know, a, a very solid induction class. Um, you know, hats off to them. A, a lot of heroes in there, but they all deserve it. But 2023 class is coming up, and there's really one name that sticks out specifically to me as a first time eligible, the first time eligible, excuse me. And that's Henrik Lundqvist. It, it was talked about a lot during his career. You know, this guy, he's probably the best goalie in the league. If not, he's a top two or three goalie in the league without a doubt. He, he's just so incredible. He helped his team on a magical cup run that ended up falling short, but he never was able to, you know, finally lift that, that trophy above his head. There was a chance, you know, he signed in Washington and was hoping he could go in there, but never even got a chance to play. Had to retire for some for some health stuff, so couldn't even get that final opportunity. Is Henrik Lundqvist a first ballot Hall of Famer? It, it's a tough question to answer. It, it helps that Roberto Longo gets in because for the longest time, the argument has been, if you're a goalie, how do you – rationalize getting in without winning a Stanley cup. You know, you're, you're playing such a big role for your team. It's kind of like a quarterback, not winning any super bowls, but getting in, like, uh, how, how do you rationalize that? And I don't think that's completely fair because yeah, you know, you're, you're playing a big role, but you're only one player with a lot of, a lot of things going on, a lot of guys on the ice. So Mike, what do you think? Is he your first ballot hall of famer? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know how much I love Hank. So absolutely. He is for me. If I'm a, uh, if I'm a voter and I think your comparison is spot on, but you kind of got to take into account just the performance. I mean, a lot of people talked about Matt Stafford. Could he get into the Hall of Fame when he was with the Lions? He comes over, gets that Super Bowl. I think it's a guarantee now that he will. But yes. I think he still would have if he stayed on the Lions and never found that success just because of the things he was doing. Like, he was the... um like one of the fastest um, players to some amount of yards or whatever. Like when you are consistently top five at your position in the sport for a long tenure, you know, a decade, 
then I think he got to be in. I think that's what Henrik Lundqvist was. And I would even go to say he was top three during, you know, a good eight to ten year span. So I think this guy's fantastic. He's got a Vesna. Put him in. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Lions fan here, so I'll, I'll give you some inside information on um, those Matthew Stafford stats you're alluding to. It was 10, 20, and 30,000 for sure. And I think it might have been 40,000 um, that he was the youngest player, fastest player to, to reach all those passing yard, yard number, yardage numbers, which like it's just incredible just to do that every single, every, you know, for every single big milestone. So, yeah, I agree that they're definitely in, in the same kind of category. Stafford's a little different now with that Super Bowl, but Lundquist, like he's got to be the guy to, that gets in. You know, I, I have to really evaluate the whole class and I guess see if there's anyone I think is truly more deserving. But I think he is very much in consideration for first ballot. And also, I think the things that he did for the community. I mean, he was always in the running for that good guy award, was he not? Yeah, the um, th- yeah, it's slipping my mind. That's why I said good guy award. No, I don't. I don't. I don't even remember it either anymore. Yeah, the, uh, the hockey Walter Payton Man of the Year. There we go. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the name award. <laughs> Masterton. Yeah, that might be it. Oh man. Train wreck. Either way, he's he's been a fantastic player and a fantastic person to have in the NHL and the hockey community. So absolutely deserves the Hall of Fame in my opinion. But we're not gonna move to hockey name of the day. We've got Jason Is that Sugar Baby? No. <laughs> Shog Bay. Shog Bay. So, so, so what, what, what's your final, what's your final answer? Jason Shogabe. So you're, you're, you're pretty close. It, it would have been better as sugar, baby. I, I, I was hoping going Shogabe or something like, you know, like, like really riveting, but it's, um, so it's, it's Jason Shogabe or Shogabe. I can't remember if it's, if it's Gabby or Gabby, honestly, but it, it's, it's Shaw and then the, the last name, but hmm. Jason, um, he is actually a, a draft eligible prospect this upcoming NHL draft. Playing pretty well in the USHL with the Green Bay Gamblers, ten points through fourteen games. Uh, you know he, he played Minnesota high school previously. With with that kind of track record as a 2005, you know, 17 year old, he's probably looking at a favorable draft opportunity here. Especially you know if he continues at this pace, he's at a 44 point through 62 game pace. Um, that, that that's very strong for somebody in their draft auto season playing in the USHL. So. Someone that we can keep our eye on uh, for for the NHL in the future potentially. He's going to be at Un- University of Minnesota Duluth next year, so make sure to keep your eye out for Jason. That's sweet. Maybe we'll be talking about him when it comes to uh, the draft rankings as we get further on into the season and towards the draft. I hope so. It'd be pretty cool. And, and another fun fun snippet. He's from Ward Wardroad, Minnesota, which is where TJ Oshie's from. Um, there's a, I think it was like a, um, NBC sports, like documentary little thing that they did, um, back for like hockey day in America or something back in the day. Um, so it's like, it's like the road from world or something like that. So it talks about just, just kind of what, what it's like living there and, and the passion for hockey and some of the crazy NHLers that have come out of this very small community. So if he can be added to that list, that'd be very cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. All right, Chase, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out. If you could hit them with an outro right now. Absolutely. Hit them so, with it. Thank you guys for listening. Bah! That, like that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, th- thanks guys for listening. Check us on Patreon if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. It's at Hockey Podnet. Or you have to go follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. 
Make sure the hockey podcast.com. You can find all the podcasts in the right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, you can rate us five stars. Send us questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. Talk to you next time.